This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio. This is sort of a uh, special edition of sorts of Greg's List. And uh, uh, having the power to do this uh, is called ownership, I guess. So uh, uh, Greg is uh, down politicizing. playing politics today at a polling station or driving people to the polls or doing whatever Greg is doing, and I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to have a live show today, so um, we're doing Greg's List, and uh, we have a very special guest that has been filling in and and coming in and doing um, some special editions with us, and this is sort of the culmination of about 72 years, I think. Isn't that about how long this election or this campaign's been going on it feels like 72 years holy mackerel uh but anyway so we we do see the um tunnel at the end of the light or something i Mm -hmm. guess or close Mm -hmm. to it uh depending on how things turn out it could either be um the uh, light at the end of the tunnel which would be good yes hope and change for uh, our country or um it could be the other way around we may uh may be in a very dark hole. But anyway, we have Ellen Deal here today, and uh, we've been very uh, fortunate to have Ellen come in and do a couple of Dan and Dave shows, special shows on America's Web Radio. And um, I thought it would be fitting, since uh, Greg couldn't make it today, that uh, we bring Ellen in, and uh, we'll just talk about what's going on. And then you have a a guest calling in, I believe. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I... all day long, we've we've talked with people, or I've talked with people, and, and it even started before I left the house this morning very early, uh, emailing back and forth. Um, but my bottom line right at this moment is that I'm pretty optimistic. Um, I've had some, um, a couple of uh, liberal... I won't even call them friends. Uh, we, we don't agree on very much of anything, but acquaintances that they seem to be a bit nervous. From what I'm seeing on television, the Democrats seem to be a bit nervous. And uh, your prediction, if you want to give that right quick, Ellen. Yes. Hey, everybody. It's me, Ellen Deal. Hey there, Greg. We're missing you and your energy on Greg's List Live. Um, but... I've had several friends call me this morning in in a state of anxiousness, uh, and one used the word pensive. He was feeling very pensive, yeah. and I I find that it doesn't take very much to encourage people. The media has been so lopsided and negative. It's really 90% reporting for her and only 10% saying anything encouraging about Trump. So as soon as I get on the phone with friends of mine and explain to them, if we had the media running at 50-50 as far as even and fair coverage, we would be more encouraged than the other side. So my official, unofficial prediction for months, and I now have two $100 bets riding on this, so Donald Trump needs to come through, um, is that he will actually win by 80%. I mean, 80% of the vote nationally. And through lies and manipulation and fraud, that will get squashed to 57%, which should still be a solid win. So be encouraged. 
You know, I, I was very encouraged um, and interested in the fact that uh, where they were going, and it looks like New Hampshire will uh, be a Trump state, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the early um, interviews with folks that had already voted or were headed out to vote, and th- this was on Fox, uh, but they were, it was, and I don't, well, I assume that they uh, jumped into Trump territory for a reason, but at the same token, they had a they had a few Democrats that were voting Republican, voting for Trump, just because they've had it. And I think this is going to be the story across the country that the the Democrats may have counted you as their vote because you'd registered as a Democrat, right? But when that person gets in the booth. They vote Republican. Yeah, you, you know, you can cover up and lie about Hillary only so much mm-hmm. and about a person's record. You can deny it. You can lie about it. You can cover it. You can have your surrogates cover it. But you can only do it so much. And Hillary has so much baggage, uh, you know, it, it would take a... 100,000 square foot warehouse to cover it up. Yeah. I can't think of any person in the United States that has not been affected negatively by the terrible, disastrous policy of an Obama administration. I mean, just looking at health care reform or health care deform, as Herman Cain has referred to it, uh, we have double-digit increases in just about every state, and that's a low-end prediction. We've got states where it's triple-digit increases. I believe Arizona is 106%, and in Georgia they're talking about 22% increases, but I'm seeing friends with 39% increases easily. Single moms that have coverage for themselves and one child that's costing $1,000 a month. That is a mortgage for your average American. And we're going to have to say this probably midway through the program as well. I pulled up the Reagan landslide of 1984, and in that election, he got 90% of the electoral votes. 90%. In this map, uh, the only state that is really showing blue is... Michigan, which is very interesting because Michigan is now in play. And when you look at the folks that have suffered there the last eight years under a Democratic president and a Democratic governor and Democrats in who knows what percentage of uh, the elected official seats, it's it's bad. It's over, and they want out. When you can buy a house for a dollar in, in Detroit, Detroit yeah. Michigan, I might ought to go up there and become a real estate mogul with $10. You know, and I haven't heard anybody address this, and please correct me if I'm wrong in my assumption, but I think, and what I heard today, and and just like you were saying, it's working people, heaven forbid that term out there, that are are making less than 100,000, probably less than 75,000 a year, that no matter how they registered, they're voting for Trump because they, they can't handle Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary's going to give them more Obamacare. But I think what this blatantly shows, not just a little bit, but this is this is a billboard of where the Democrats, they don't even recognize how people have been suffering. Right. 
they live in the White House. They fly all over the place at, at our expense in Air Force One or two or ten or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They take their grandmothers with them, the babysitter that's right. getting 400000 or whatever. They have no clue about I could I, I tell you what, I have friends that have never done this before, but they were doing two jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of it has eased off a little bit, but they still remember that to make ends meet and if with Obamacare now and if it continues on, like you said, with the double digit figures, people will again be working two jobs just to just to pay the bill. Well, Obamacare itself is going to collapse on itself in 2017. Now, I don't know if that means that uh, in a Trump administration there will be another plan. Um, But to bounce back to some of the things that you were talking about, taxes. Middle class is anywhere from $30,000 to $120,000 in annual income, depending on where you search for your data. And Hillary Clinton wants to raise taxes on the middle class, which is just about everybody I know. And you have Donald Trump wanting to lower taxes to stimulate the economy, just like what Ronald Reagan does. So the other other point about taxes that I wanted to make is fair share. Who determines, first of all, what is rich? And second of all, what is fair share? Is fair share a percentage or just how much you dislike the person? Um, fair share, if it's 10%, then a person who makes $10,000 pays 10%. A person who makes $100,000 pays 10% and so on and so on and so on. In my mind, that would be fair. Also, with regards to the the grandmother who's getting paid, uh, which, I mean, that's fine. Let her get paid to ride around with the first family and take care of the Obama children. But she's also going to get $160,000 to, uh, like, how Congress, when they retire out of Congress, she's being set up to get $160,000 a year for life, which, honestly, if I had known that was what the gig was going to pay, I would have volunteered for that. Um, another thing that I find really interesting, we've all been distracted by, you know, James Comey doing his hokey pokey, you know, you put your left foot in, you put your left foot out. What is James Comey up to these days? In terms of distractions, they distracted us from WikiLeaks while they were talking about reopening but not reopening the FBI investigation. But what they really took our eye off of is terror attacks. We have not really had any terror attacks in the U.S. that I'm aware of or that have been covered by the press. I'm not sure what's going on in the rest of the world, but the point to that being, if there are terror attacks going on in other parts of the world, it's not being readily broadcast to us. And I bet you, I'm just going to say it, Obama called his friends at ISIL, because he can't bring himself to call it ISIS, called his friends at ISIL, probably, and said, hey, you guys, if you could keep the terror attacks down, that would be great. Because every time you make an attack, Donald Trump's numbers go up. And as long as I'm on ISIS, everybody remember, Hillary Clinton got $25 million from Saudi Arabia, for the Clinton Foundation, and Saudi Arabia is also the biggest funder of ISIS. Do you see the connection there? Because I can spell it out for you in a little bit if you like. Gee, I, I, I never heard that. 
Well, I think a lot of Americans have not heard it, which is shocking to me. No, it's not that they haven't heard it. They、mm. just hadn't had their ears cleaned out to listen. And this, this is the shame of it all.、Mm. The information, just like with Hillary, just like with many other things, the information is there.、Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of people getting off their dead cans、huh? and listening.、Mm-hmm. You know? and, they, and for some reason,、uh, you know, you've got two classes out there that would vote for Hillary. You've got the, the person that don't confuse me with facts my mind's made up. They're、mm-hmm. going to vote for Hillary no matter what. Right. Then you've got the others that, well, she's talking about giving free school and she's talking about doing this and doing that and, and it's all free and the government should pay for me to wake up in the mornings and tuck me in at night. They're in such la la land that,、uh, you know, they wouldn't listen to facts. They, wouldn't, they haven't opened their ears to hear facts. It is shocking to me that we have a generation coming up in, in this kind of la la land as you explained it. So once we get through tonight's election and say that Donald Trump is securely by a landslide the winner, I think there's going to need to be a bunch of us to come forward and spend the next four years. Educating the uninformed. And I'm not just saying this like, oh, well, we'll drop it on you know, Thursday. We'll forget about it. This has got to happen. We really need to, to start changing and shaping the minds of our young people. And I'll just go ahead and say it our stupid people. Oops. No, that's fine on America's Web Radio. Ellen, we've got to take one of those nasty, deplorable, terrible bucket filling breaks. To pay for the show. So we'll be back right after this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to passporttransport.com. And enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out of pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll free 1 800 today. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. 
His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back on the, uh, what is this? Oh, the Greg's show. Greg's list. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was Greg's list. I might take, no, I'm not. Greg will be back uh, next week, I think. Greg, uh, come back. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're glad to have you listening in on this edition. Everything's sort of upside down and backwards on Election Day. I, uh, I can't, what was, I can't remember the first president I voted for uh, many, many years ago, obviously. Um, I know I voted against Carter, uh, but it was, I think it was before that. Anyway, uh, I have never seen a year like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, one, one person that, uh, has been very that I'm with on occasion has been very anti-Trump, but just like we were talking off mic, I, I think Trump has intuition. He and and this is something that that I like too. I think people will say, "Oh, he doesn't listen to anybody," but I think he does, and I think he surrounds himself with people that are very bright. He. He may not take every word they say, but he listens and he picks and chooses what he wants to listen to. And a good example of this is um, this app that we talked about it on an earlier show today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done. It was done by Thomas Peters. It was used uh, by the pro anti want to get out of the European dollar deal in, in England. And it was used uh, by Ted Cruz in Iowa, and it's um, it's a tool. And Trump has taken this tool, and I think this is part of his his ability, intuition, whatever you want to call it. But take the very best and use it to his advantage. And uh, I think we we question, gee, why in the world did he decide to go to Minnesota? But I think with this tool that he has, this app that was, uh, I guess, a, do you invent apps? Is that Would that be the right? I have never made an app, but yes, you would have to come up with the idea and figure out how to have it formatted. And may. So anyway, Thomas Peters has this app. It's, uh, it's both a polling and a get-out-to-vote app. And um, I, think, I think what I'm seeing with Trump, is that that he is? People can put him down any way they want, but he they can't deny he's smart. He he's crafty. He wants to use the best technology, the best tools that are available, and I think this is an example of it. And uh, I think he's known pretty much down the road what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. You do hear people saying that he's behind on his ground game, but I think where you stopped hearing people say that he was behind on his ground game was when he decided to have an interview 30 minutes before the second debate where he brought out the women who said that Bill Clinton had molested them, raped them, abused them, and so on. That was genius right there. So attribute that to ground game. And then after that, what 
you also saw was an increase in rallies that he was posting on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all forms of social media. So he started making up his ground game around the second and third debate to the point that when you are watching a rally on any form of social media, live streaming, they make sure to show the size of the crowds, and the crowds are massive and wild and off the chain. It's like being at a sporting event versus a her campaign that has to bring out Hollywood actors. Um, uh, Kelly Ann Conway was joking around saying, you know, Hillary has to get a pop star on stage with her to bring out 10,000 people to one of her rallies, but with Donald Trump and a flag, we get 20,000 people. I mean, that's insane, and that's what we're going to see at the polls, and that's why I continue to stand by my landslide prediction. You know, a good example of that was, uh, what, in uh, Raleigh the other night, that uh, one of his last rallies, he was it was supposed to be at 9.30, and he finally made it at, at midnight. Oh, my gosh. And the crowd had stayed. Yes. Had stayed mm-hmm. in in cool, at least cool weather to cold weather. Um, in Minnesota, basically the same thing. Uh, you know, this says something about his supporters. And you tell me if, if now... I'm too old to go stand in line for uh, in the cold. But No, you uh, can do it. You can do it. But with that being said, if I did... And you have twenty or thirty thousand people that do that and have done it. Mm-hmm. You tell me that they're not going to go back and talk to somebody tomorrow, talk to somebody day after tomorrow. I went to that rally. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, I saw the real Donald Trump, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. The other thing, uh, I was talking to one of the other tenants in the building today, and I wish I, I should have gotten him on on the air before, but he's a friend of Donald Jr.'s. Okay, great. And uh, he had met him through another friend, and and he told me the whole story and how they continue to meet once a year. They have a little party thing that they do, and and they meet once a year. And he said, you know, I've seen him grow up. I've grown up with him. There's no denying that they're rich. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. But like uh, Ken said, so what? They don't. They know that they're rich. They know that the, you know they have nothing to worry about financially, but they're just good people. They can laugh. They can have a beer. They can talk. They can. They're just good people. I had another friend that uh, was teeter tottering. He was going to vote for Trump anyway, but he kept looking at the family and said, "You know, to have your kids support you like Trump does, and his wife. This guy, you know, he." He's got to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. It, it comes down to that. You can't. You show me a, a lousy kid, and I'll show you a lousy parent. Pretty much. Yep. Um, well, hey, I mean, one of the things I wanted to mention was Martin Luther King, historic comment about do not judge a person by the color of their skin, but the content of their character, and that knife cuts both ways. So when you are looking at any person, if they are behaving in a respectable manner, great. If they are behaving like a thug and saying words that, can I say some of these words? Well, I can't say some of these words because I'm the wrong color to say some of these words. But some of the words that uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce and these other people were spitting out 
at the her rally just disgusting um i really can't say them (laughs) you know how can she condone something like that because it's getting her votes because they're lulling in the uninformed voter that thinks they're going to continue to get more government handouts but what they're what they're missing is that their entitlements their handouts are going to get cut dramatically when she brings in 550 percent more illegal immigrants illegal aliens and starts having to pay for them because she's got to give them something to flip them to be democratic voters so we as a nation need to watch out trump will win this evening but then we've got to spend the next four years making sure that that democratic base isn't artificially inflated and i think we will i i i'm anxious to go home this evening and uh, have a beer my boots and, <laughs> and uh watch the uh, watch the returns come in yep. i hope and pray that uh it will be an early uh Decision that uh, you know by nine or ten o'clock it will have uh, pretty well been settled. That you got you got the left coast. We know what they're going to do, and we don't care. We're not sure. Uh, Think about Reagan landslide. Yeah. California was red that time. I uh, that would be now that would be above and beyond. But anyway, uh, hopefully it will be a, a decision made quickly this evening, and uh, we'll have a. And, and I do hope that uh, Trump will do what he says, and that's drain the swamp. Yes. I, I love, you know, th- we were talking about this a little bit off mic, but mm-hmm. he has been able to peg, I mean, just drain the swamp. That's that's a picture of Washington, D.C. Right. Inside the right. belt, that is a swamp. Yes. It stinks. Mm-hmm. The corruption stinks. Mm-hmm. And he he's nailed it so many times. And and it's just it seems like it's a bit of intuition to me. And I don't know where he comes up with these things and these ideas. But he seemed to call Brexit before that happened. I mean, drain the swamp. He knows the tricks and the schemes that these people are up to because he's not a politician. He's a businessman. And as such, he's probably had to make some deals, which I'm surprised they haven't dug those up. But if he did ever have to make deals in his past, they're probably tied in so tightly with some politician that they cannot put it out there. You just brought up a... a, Did you realize you just brought up a beautiful point? Beautiful, he said. Tell me more. Okay, they brought up his quote-unquote past, mm-hmm. one video of mm-hmm. him, locker room video, whatever. Right. That was, you know. Who cares? I don't care. Street. No woman I know cares. Nobody cares. Move on down. The, okay, Trump is terrible. He's a terrible man. He's done terrible. Wait a second. Wait, where are all the terrible things that he's done? Right. Do you not think that they would have brought up his sleazy business deals or or is this or is that or any they would have brought up any kind of dirt they could have brought up well here's the one time that hillary clinton did try to bring something up in the 
third debate when she was saying, and Donald Trump used, made buildings and he used steel from China. And he said, well, why didn't you stop me? He was working within the construct of what our government and our political system allowed <laughs> him to do as a developer. And wait, that's wait get the materials that from. same administration had put the steel business out of business. Where the hell was he going to get steel from? Good point. Great point. But she's over there trying to point a finger at him, and I'm glad that he was smart and quick and came back at her with that I can't wait for you'd be in jail oh and you know what I really hope tonight when they declare him the winner he's not said you're fired this whole time I'm really really hoping that 11pm or midnight or something he's going to say Barry Sotero Hussein Obama and Hillary you're fired something please you know uh, or get your lawyers ready and, Mr. Comey, you might as well start packing your bags. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Which he, you know, I don't know how they get rid of uh, a Comey, as a matter of fact. Uh, he's got a 10-year term, but I, I guess he can be relieved of duty somewhere or the other. Anyway, with that being said, it's time for our second break. You've got a guest calling in shortly, so we'll take our break. We'll be back right after this on Greg's List. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. 
This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Okay, and we're back on uh, the Greg's List with um, our special guest host today, Ellen Neal. Deal. What did I say, Neal? Deal. No, don't worry about it. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Ellen Deal, and she's been. Uh, we've been honored to have uh, Ellen here a couple of times on um, special editions of the Dan and Dave show on Wednesdays, and uh, we do appreciate her. Maybe I don't know whether I'm going to do that in the morning. I, I sort of doubt it, but I may. But if things work out, you might want to call in. I, I wouldn't ask you to come in, but uh, okay. Oh, uh, oh, call, you might yeah, want good. To call in, and we'll uh, uh, if things go our way, we'll talk. If things don't go our way, I don't think I'll be in the uh, in the mood to uh, be hospitable. That's a good idea. That's a great so idea. We'll we'll see what happens. And I've got a I've got a lady coming in that just had call right before you got in today, and. Uh, is interested in doing a show on America's Web Radio, so we'll see. I think she's coming in around 10, 15, 10, 30 tomorrow. So Fantastic. Anyway, we'll see what's going on. So, you have a uh, guest that's going to be calling in shortly. Yes, yes. Would you like me to, to do some kind of lead-in? Or? Well, I, let's wait until we get the call. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll sort of go from there. Yeah. Well, something else I've enjoyed seeing recently is um, a lot of different types of people coming forward on social media. Oh, wait. For whom? America's Web Radio. We have a telephone call coming in. It's a very special guest. Sure. Hang on. Let me transfer you in, okay? And we are getting ready. This is... The suspense. We are getting ready, yes, and um, we've got your guest on the line. Fantastic. And, uh, okay. So um, we appreciate you calling in. On This is Greg's list, as a matter of fact, <laughs> but uh, I took his show away from him today since he's out working the, uh, I guess he's, he's putting his uh, foot on the pedal and taking people to the polls or whatever. So we do appreciate you calling in, sir. Leo, are you there? I am. Okay, great. Well, let me introduce you and talk you up real quick. I'm, I'm in a confounding situation as I've got two calls on hold. Okay, well, what should we do about that? What's, what's our timeline? Um, you know what? If you just want to talk for like five minutes and then jump on to other calls, is that does that work for you? That works for me. Super. Well, everybody, we have on the phone with us the fabulous Leo Smith, who is the Director of Minority Engagement for the Georgia GOP. And I had the pleasure of getting to know Leo up at the Republican National Convention this year in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, with that introduction and your time constraints, Leo, what have you seen as the most impactful thing in, in the minority engagement world? Well, I think, you know, this election is a very good telltale. Um, it's exciting to have new people, um, all people, and speaking of minorities, but all people. I mean, it's people like Ellen Deal um, <laughs> coming out with the enthusiasm that she has to make sure that America can be made a great, great again. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we've got a lot of new people that we've 
traditionally not reached in our party. And so minority engagement at this time for this election is very critical. And we see now Latinos making quite an impression on the uh, presidential race Mm -hmm. um, based on their particular special interests. And, of course, um, with the black American vote that's been the traditional minority vote in America, we see how important it is that people get a platform because what we're seeing with black Americans is a lot of apathy. Mm-hmm. And, and what that means is that they don't feel that it really matters who becomes their president, and so they're not really coming out for this election. Mm-hmm. And that's a disappointing thing, and that means that we need to make sure that, that candidates in the future are really addressing the needs of the people mm-hmm. and not just the fight against one another. Yeah. And so we want as many people to participate as possible, but we also want them to have a difference made in their lives when they elect somebody who supposedly represents them. And I think that we could have done better with both candidates in doing that, but I think Trump has definitely laid out a better plan for all Americans mm-hmm. than Hillary Clinton has. Yeah. So knowing that um, Michigan is now in play, and that I, the, you know, that Detroit and inner cities being Democrat-run. Um, how do you think that, you know, again, you're the minority engagement guy, so with, with that being, you know, your specialty and, and Detroit, Michigan, the Michigan, the whole state being in play, what would you say to voters out there? Well, I'd say go out and vote, mm-hmm. first of all, and make sure you vote for somebody who believes in America, um, someone who believes that Americans, that citizens, uh, must have rights first, because that's what those people in Detroit, that's what they need you to do. When people are sad and their you know, bodies broken and souls seared and they feel like they just can't get up and, and get out and vote, somebody needs to go vote for them. And that's you, the informed voters who listen to shows like Greg's List, uh, who listen to Ellen and who go out and stump for Trump. Those people are informed. And so we've got to go out there and carry the banner for those people who don't feel like carrying it themselves. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to see in Detroit is, you know, that's been a city that's been pretty beat up. And what you're going to see is that, you know, the areas of Oakland and Detroit and some of the more urban areas, they're going to have some late, they're going to have a little bit of a late surge, but it's not going to be what people expect. And so we've got to make sure that we go out there and make sure the American voice is heard. Mm -hmm. And, And that's really important. So when you see this kind of apathy, I can't stress enough. When you see apathy, that means you need to go knock on your neighbor's door mm-hmm. and make sure they go vote. Yeah, I'm seeing that Michigan is mostly in the eastern time zone, so probably Correct. around 7 p.m. we will start seeing. And I was talking to one person who I love their theory. I'm not sure what it was based on, but that what's going to happen is Trump has worked the the eastern part or the eastern time zone of the country so hard that as the other time zones, their polls are still open, people are going to want to get on that winning team and they're going to jump on the Trump train even if it is the caboose. Get get on the Trump train. Get on the side of America. Get on the side of making sure that we have strong leadership. And I'm looking at some really, really good polls that are more exit poll oriented. Um, some of them I would call surveys rather than polls, but you know, still we're seeing that people are li- really voting for leadership. And mm-hmm. We want to see that. Now I hope what they mean, but then they think leadership that they mean Donald Trump, and I'm trusting that. And you know, even here, just reflecting on what's happening in Georgia, um, in West Cobb, Northwest Cobb, mm-hmm. we're seeing some incredible numbers come out, and that's mostly Trump territory over there. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Good, good. So um, knowing that we're coming really close on your f- end of your five minutes here. 
If you had to give a prediction for how things were going to turn out this evening, or if they finish totaling them up tomorrow, would you be willing to to give the official Leo Smith prediction? Well, it appears that I'm already going to owe Jim Galloway of the Atlanta Journal Constitution um, a drink because I'm not so sure that we're going to get 20% of the black vote across the nation. I think our effort in minority engagement was just rather hindered because of the way that Hillary you know, got so vitriolic when it came to playing up the race card and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but um, and, and we just didn't do that as much. I mean, Trump actually talked to black Americans like they were real voters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she played a fear game with Latinos, etc. And the it's just a shame that, you know, that she um, used that method. So I'm going to call that one hard to predict because anytime you scare people, you know, it changes things. And and that's what Hillary did. She, she created a fear campaign, basically. Um, and so, so I'm going to say that we're definitely going to win the popular vote. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Great. Well, I'm going to give you real quick before you go my official unofficial prediction based on nothing more than women's intuition. But, Leo, you have a wife, so you know how women and our intuition is. Um, Official and official prediction, 80% landslide for Trump, squashed to 57 through, you know, manipulation and fraud and stealing and stuff like that, but still a solid, solid win. I love it. Yeah. Thank you on that one. So, Hope hey, thank you. Thank you s- yes, thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. And go make America great. You know it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, later. Thank you Leo. Bye. Interesting gentleman. And, um, you know, I, I would like to have him on again at some point and talk to him. Hey, you know, and, and Donald Trump sort of brought this out uh, in the last few weeks. The Democrats have always been the decisive, been the divider, the divisive group, mm-hmm. and yet you know the blacks have gone along with them. Uh, you know, and I, I guess you hang your your hat on what you hope for. Mm-hmm. And I think this year they have finally come around and realizing that you know we've supported them, we've supported the Democrats and their uh, their lies for years and years since since Lyndon Johnson in the 60s, and now it's time to do something different. Well, and you you said a word there, and when you said it, I wrote it down. You said the word hope. Here was what was brilliant about Barry Sotero, Hussein Obama's campaign strategy uh, last time he ran, hope and change, but he never qualified or described what hope and change would be. So every individual was able to take upon themselves and decide for themselves what that hope and what that change would be, which meant they were voting based on their feelings, not on anything factual that had been said whatsoever. So now when Donald Trump is at a rally and speaking to Americans about change, and he is listing it out for them. He is telling them what the future of America will be. And I think people in inner cities, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, they're sick and tired of getting shot. You've probably only got you know, one out of ten people that are are out doing the shooting, which leaves nine out of ten people sitting at home, and they're afraid to go outside and run errands and go to the grocery store because they may get shot. It's terrible. It's terrible. You know, the one thing, uh, we're going to take a break and then uh, I come back. And, then, you know, I... Uh, You've you've been a lot closer to the campaign than I have, and, and a lot closer with the Republican stuff. Um, 
But I want to ask you, uh, we look at, at Trump and what he said. We look at Trump and just like you were talking about with the blacks, uh, what he wants to do. When we come back from the break, and I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about it and come up with your answer, but, you know, he's he's uh, taking a big bite out of the apple on what he's going to do and draining the swamp and making promises, bringing back jobs. Uh, I, uh, I'm concerned about his uh, continuing to say he's going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. Uh, he's made a lot of promises. Some of them have are are very vague in a way but still he's made promises so when we come back let's talk about how is he going to fulfill these promises we'll be back on greg's list right after this this is skip coriel host of the home defense show on america's web radio join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. This is americaswebradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And you're back on America's Web Radio and Greg's List. I hope Greg's out there listening to this, and uh, we sort of taught him how to do a good show. And... um, Maybe next week if uh, he uh, will honor us with his presence, um, he'll, he'll take, some, take some tips from you, you know, and uh, you can uh, tell him that I said that. Oh, anyway. my gosh. Greg, Dave said so, that. That was not me. <laughs> well, you were saying it off mic. That, you know, no, I'm just No! Kidding. Anyway, um, so right before we went to break, I mentioned that, you know, Trump, like all politicians, uh, but Trump has has um, put his neck on the line in some regards. Uh, I think from a businessman's standpoint, I can see him, one, making better deals, two, being uh, capable of bringing jobs back. But then he's made some other claims that uh, 
that you know he's going to clean up the cities. He's going to clean up Chicago. He's going to clean, you know. And I agree with him. I don't, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying I don't agree with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. How's he going to do it, Alan? Well, first of all, this is a man who already has is running 500 businesses, companies, um, offshoots of all kinds. So he already knows how to be busy and accomplish a lot. Look at the schedule he's maintaining. He had five rallies yesterday, maybe seven. I can't even keep up. Okay, so you stay up 24 hours a day. He never sleeps from what I understand. How does he push another 10 or 20 hours in there? So when, well, when he's done with the election, he's not going to be spending, you know, five rallies a day, seven rallies a day. He's going to have time to sit in the Oval Office and get work done. I mean, contrast this with Barry Sotero, Hussein Obama, who is out being the campaigner in chief right now when he needs to be sitting in the Oval Office trying to fix our problems. But all along... Barry has been out to just destroy our country. I I, I probably need to watch my mouth on that, but there's just time and time again where he has given money to countries that hate us. ISIS, Saudi Arabia hates America. They support ISIS. They want to see our destruction. But let's get back to how Donald Trump can get so much done. Well, first of all, he has an amazing work ethic. He already knows how to manage 500 companies at one time. But you mentioned on something earlier, Dave, it's not that he is doing all of the work. He's surrounding himself with people that know how to get it done. He's smart enough to know where his strengths are and where his strengths are not and where he needs to call in for help. So when you're saying... How's he going to get all these things done? He's going to call some contractor buddy of his that knows how to build a wall, and then he's going to get somebody else who's a good negotiator buddy of his to negotiate with Mexico. And if Mexico says no, he's going to call some tax accountant friend of his who knows how to screw the Mexican government and squeeze enough tax dollars out of them to get the wall paid for it. That's how he's going to get it done. As far as the inner cities go... The cops in these inner cities, they know who the bad guys are. They know who the gang members are. They run across them. They arrest them. They put them in jail. They get spit out of jail. They go into prison. They're back out on probation. You know, hey, skinny Louie, nice to see you back on the street. They know who the bad guys are. So our local law enforcement, they're ready to clean it up. They're ready to do the job. They just need someone to turn them loose and give them the authority and the ability to do that. And then as far as the Border Patrol goes... Same thing. The Border Patrol has said, Mr. Trump, please, we want to make America safe. We want a secure border. That's the Border Patrol saying, we are ready to do more work. So you have a lot of people that Trump knows how to surround himself with, and they're actually volunteering. They're saying, oh, please, Mr. Trump, I am volunteering to help clean up, do this, that, and the other. That's how he's going to get it done. Let me ask if... if if I were anybody, and I realize my position in this world, but if I were a congressman, say, and uh, I don't even know which Congress this is that will be sworn in in January, but if I were to be going back or this was my first term, I think one of the first things I would introduce is legislation, and I mentioned this yesterday on another show, is that I have no problem with you as president campaigning for your party's nominee. However, I do have a real problem 
with you using my jet, my tax dollars right. to campaign for your nominee. Yes. Now, if that nominee is paying the expenses, paying the tab, and I understand the president has to fly an Air Force One, I'm not that stupid, but you and I as taxpayers shouldn't, that, you know, that's just, we're voting in a sense, we're voting for Hillary mm-hmm. by paying his tab. And I don't want to do that anymore. So as a legislator, I would bring in a bill and say, you know, a sitting president can can campaign for their party's nominee, but, and that would be B-U-T in capital letters, maybe B-U-T-T, I don't care. Okay. Uh, but the campaign has to pay the expenses and my God, it, you know, it costs 200000 an hour to fly Air Force One. That's only the tip of the iceberg. Every time he flies someplace, you're talking millions when you go to the expense of the Secret Service, flying the C-130s with the uh, limousines, and everything, I'm sure you know well know this, everything is duplicated. There's not one Air Force One flying to a place. There are two Air Force Ones. So, you know, same way with the uh, C-130s and everything else. You've got massive, and, you know, to think about what the Secret Service has to go through when our commander-in-chief is moving from one location to the next is just absolutely extraordinary. So, if elected Mm -hmm. and sent to Congress, my first legislation will be to say, president or anybody else can campaign but the campaign has to pay for it i think that's a great idea and they have probably said that that her campaign is paying for it but i completely doubt it um I'm trying to pull up Article 1, Section 9, and what's funny is I just heard about this last night, but there is a law on the books that says, Article 1, Section 9, that talks about how any government official cannot accept money from a foreign country or a foreign entity for campaign dollars or charitable organizations. So what we have with the Clinton Foundation is something that's breaking a law that's been on the books, Article 1, Section 9. Um, in terms of the campaigner in chief, let's go back to the primaries and Donald Trump versus 17 candidates. Donald Trump cleaned house, cleaned their clocks. More new voters came out for Donald Trump and the Republican Party than any other candidate candidate that anyone can think of in recent history. So now, instead of Donald Trump being against Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush and all of that field, he is against Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, the media, the DOJ, the FBI, ISIS, and so many other foreign countries. So he's going to do it. He already is used to fighting 17 people at a time. Fighting all these entities at one time is not going to be a problem for him. Um, I think I'd started to mention earlier the different types of folks that are coming out to support Trump. Seeing a lot of social media from black women posting their opinions, which are very strong, and not just diamond and silk. You've got Plenty of other just average American moms saying why they are for Donald Trump. 
seeing wonderful rallies of you know very bold black men out uh, doing sign waving campaigns saying blacks for Trump and then other people black black people go by and call them Uncle Tom and say ugly things but when they get a chance to speak to the camera they talk about the hope and change that they want not the kind of change that jingles in your pocket but the kind of change that allows them to stand up and be the man for their families and support their wives and children and feel good about themselves. I don't know about you as a man, Dave, but from what I know, men do get a big amount of sense of self from what they are able to to bring home, the bacon they bring in um, as an identifier for being male. Well, sure, and uh, I think this is something uh, that... People don't understand, and, and I've, I've worked people in the past and, and worked with people in the past. You give a person a job, or they get a job, and they have pride in it. And they, they're proud of the check that they bring home to support their family. Mm-hmm. And you just give them something, and it's, it's, it's the old thing from the Bible. Give a, give a man a fish, and he eats for a day. Give a man a... Teach him how to fish, and right. he eats for a lifetime. Right, and yeah. idle hands are the devil's, you know, playground. Worship. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think this is, and I and I think that Trump has a very good understanding of this. And uh, from what I've seen with his kids, he's taught them the same thing. Taught him, uh, taught his kids the lessons of life. And uh, I, you know, his youngest daughter, and I didn't know this until today. Mm-hmm. Um. His youngest daughter was campaigning for him, had to quit campaigning for him. And gee, when he was, I don't know if he was making his announcement or after, at, at some point, she was taking her bar exam. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she had taken it, she got right back on the campaign trail. Right. I mean, she's just, I don't know, 22 yeah, years like old. And. At the Republican National Convention, when she got up to speak, he pointed out to everybody, he's like, the largest speech she's given is to a classroom. So to be in a stadium with 50,000-plus people was quite a leap from a college classroom. I couldn't do it. (gasps) But anyway, I tell you what, I hate to say this, Helen, but it's time for us to put the plug in the jug and get out of here. Well, let's um, get back together tomorrow and celebrate. You got it. You're listening to America's Web Radio. You've been listening to my version of Greg's List. Uh, Greg, wherever you are, hope you appreciate what we've done, and we'll see you next week. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.